Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm still Josh D'Amigo, senior faculty member with Influential You and your co-host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, more you. Today, I'm speaking with Meredith Hart, a Fundamentals of Transaction graduate here at Influential You, who learned that cooperation may be more valuable than competition. Or as Kirkland Tibbles always tells me, amateurs compete, professionals cooperate. Meredith Hart is the Economic Development Manager for the City of Ventura. Her role in the marketplace is to help the City of Ventura with business engagements and vibrancy. She connects with economic partners on behalf of the city and helps businesses facilitate avenues toward success. She lives here in Ventura with her husband and son and is a dear friend of mine. And we're welcoming to the podcast, Meredith Hart. Meredith, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I am so excited for you guys to understand what Meredith does. So I'm going to make her tell you a little bit more <laughs> of what the economic development manager is, because I'm guessing you may have some questions. So Meredith, what does an economic development manager do? Yeah, so a little bit of everything. So with economic development, really our goal is to help foster um, vibrancy within our business community. And so that can be everything from being a liaison to people who want to develop and who want to bring their business here to Ventura, as well as businesses who are already here who just need a little bit of engagement, who need a little bit of support and learning, maybe a certain tool of connecting to some loan programs, of taking some classes, or anything from maybe wanting to expand. And how do they expand? And, and what is the right venue? And who should they talk to? And how do they work through the city process? Government can be a little daunting to people who don't eat, breathe, and live it every day like, like we do. And so really kind of being that facilitator for our community through the government process and help continue them to succeed and to continue to bring those tax dollars to Ventura. Good. So then they're reinvested into our economy and continue to make us a thriving community. Giving us better parks, better beaches, all of that kind of stuff. is Streets, roads, <laughs> Great. all of it. And so working with the business community, I imagine, and I hear this a lot from people, and, and you probably have to, oh, the government doesn't care. Oh, it's so hard to work with the city. It sounds like you kind of smooth that process over for people. Yeah, yeah. So it's really the goal of, of the team. So we're a two-person team at the city of Ventura, and we really want to make sure that people feel that friendly touch, that people understand. So Ventura has this whole vibe, right? Ventura is unique. We're laid back. We're cool. We're fun. <laughs> and so we want to also emulate that here at the city. And so the way that we do that is by connecting with people and really kind of leveling it out, being humans, mm. listening, understanding what the people are really looking for. And, and one of the things that, you know, I learned uh, through Influential You is really um, that people are all just relating to each other for survival, right? Mm. And, and really when people are coming to us, they're going out on a limb. They're, they're trying to live their dream. They're trying to create. And so really being able to be that supportive friend through the process, um, not only helps them better achieve their dreams, it helps the city, and it helps kind of with that reputation of trying to, to change that. The only way that government can, can change the way people feel about us is by giving those good experiences. And so that's something that we're really trying to work on is to um, 
to interact and to support and to be kind of those helpers. I love that. And humble brag here, influentially you in the city of Ventura, th this is the third economic development manager that we've been able to have through our quarters. But I'll, I'll end with this last question about your role, um, because it sounds like it's really important for you to be able to kind of go out there, be the face for the city in the, on the business side of the community, help the vibrancy of the city, attract new um, opportunities mm -hmm. into the city of Ventura. How did you decide that you liked, like, how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? How did you find this one? Yeah, so, so it's quite the journey. So, uh, you know, I grew up in Ventura. I've always loved Ventura. I moved here in sixth grade, and it really became a part of who I am. Uh, I am a performer. I, I started as an actor. I went to USC. I got a theater degree. Um, and then I fell into a job with Downtown Ventura Partners, which is a property-based improvement district in the downtown historic core in Ventura. And so everything that had to do with downtown, from keeping it clean, safe, economically viable, fun, thriving, working with the business community, working with the government and trying to help liaison from the business side with the government. And I loved it. I had a really great time. And I then hit a point in my life, um, you know, kind of after your 30s, you start to figure out like, oh, what is the, the final goal here? What is, what is the, the end here? I, I need a retirement. You mm -hmm. start thinking about those conditions of life, right? <laughs> and, and your aims and um, while things were going well in a lot of, of ways, I was also stagnant. And so I decided that because of my unique experience with being outside the government, working with the government, maybe it was time for me to join the government. Mm. And so I actually got into the city of Ventura focusing um, solely on um, safety and cleanliness issues. Cleanliness. A lot of um, homelessness um, uh, with the unhoused community, working on kind of some programs, trying to open a shelter, but also engage and work with our police department and work with kind of the cleanliness and the basic cleaning of our streets with mm. our parks department. And then the economic development manager position opened up and um, do you, should I get into the story? Do now, we just now, go? I was like, oh, uh, at any moment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in because that's about, about the time. <laughs> right around there was about when it was before the Fundamentals of Transaction program. And I remember clear as day, we were talking about this earlier and I feel really bad. I'm going to full disclosure. It took me a second to remember how Meredith and I met. But I will say we were terrible customers of Meredith. She and I were trying to buy or I, we were trying to buy an influence ecology at the time. Christmas tree for the downtown, which the downtown yeah. Ventura partners were doing. I had emailed you an inquiry. You had emailed back. And then I completely spaced on you, which is surprising for a performer. For those of you wink, wink, nod, nod, understand exactly what I'm talking about. And that's how we met. Really, it was right before that at the Ventura Chamber mm -hmm. at a breakfast. Mm -hmm. You and I start having a discussion. You talked to Estelle Busa, who, was, who had studied with us before mm -hmm. in the past. And that was when you said, hey, Josh might have some legitimacy. This might be really good. And you started to consider Influential You. So tell me a little bit about what life was like before Influential You. What were you struggling with? What were, yeah. you, what were you wrestling with? What was, what was going on in your health activity money career? Yeah. So, um, so before, um, influential you, I was, you know, I was, I was doing okay. Right. So financially doing okay. I had a career that was going, um, my family life was doing well, you know, we, we bought a condo, like things wow. were, weren't bad, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I wasn't feeling happy. And a lot of what I was doing at that time, um, really come when we met was transitioning from DVP to my role, at, in, 
with um, the Saving Clean Manager is what it was and called. DVP? So DVP is Downtown Ventura Partners. I was the deputy okay. director there. That's when we met. Um, and that's where I started to feel like I wasn't being fulfilled and I needed to okay. focus on, um, you know, in 30 years, you want to be retired. I mm -hmm. don't have a retirement. I need to start thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what kind of got me to thinking that even though this job was so much fun and creative and it just wasn't, it wasn't enough for me professionally. And so that's when I transitioned to the city. And that's when I kind of pigeonholed myself as, as kind of a producer who was focusing on work. He was creating these programs. He was getting this step, this step, this step. And again, not, not bad at it. Things were going well. We did open a shelter. We did start a lot of programs, an outreach program. We were making a difference, got a lot of grant funding, but I wasn't, again, happy. So I was pigeonholing myself into something that I wasn't. Mm. And that was eating at me at the core. And I would come home feeling unfulfilled and, and sad and frustrated. Um, I would get uh, I would get heated very easily when things weren't going the right way. Um, I have, uh, you know, a strong moral and ethic kind of guide as I move forward. And um Anytime, you know, public calling, complaining, different things, I wasn't as, didn't have the tools in me to really, um, to really communicate and to handle those well. Mm. And um, so then Estelle and Estelle, I worked in the yeah. same office. So Estelle was uh, the former economic development manager and she had, had gone through the course and, and, and we had talked to them. She said, Hey, you know, have you talked to Josh about, influential you and I was like oh, yeah we I mean we've talked about it and she's like well go go meet them go go talk to them and um and it was only then because I didn't know about you before right like we, we had talked but because Estelle said it it opened up a door in my mind that said let's give this a shot I love that I love that yeah yeah I'm and, gonna pause you there and, yeah. then, and then we'll jump into the next part because that's mm -hmm. right around the time where I, I kind of said oh good Meredith might be interested mm -hmm. and then you had a baby and all this other stuff and we had to wait to take some time but I will stop and say this I'm speaking with Meredith Hart from the city of Ventura with the economic development manager. We're talking about the influential you podcast every week. And I wanted to say thank you, Estelle, because when you say, have you met Josh? It means a lot to me. So yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Now you are considering it. Mm -hmm. You're still making some changes. You're kind of, you're kind of, I don't know about all this stuff. And then you take the plunge and you jump in mm -hmm. and, you, and you take the program, your FOT 78 fundamentals of transaction number 78, I believe. I might be wrong, but we'll 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 check it later. And you <laughs> tell me about maybe some of the main takeaways that you got from FOT seventy six, as you say. Yeah. So so instantly, um, so excited, right? So excited to learn. Always wanting to kind of to gain new tools. And really, you know, the first thing you sit there and, and you get a, a lot at you, and it's so interesting. And, and you just, you kind of, you want to get it all and you're kind of understanding it. And thank goodness for Josh, because you can call him and you can and talk it through <laughs> and, and really work it and workshop it. Right. Um, and I really found the, the first thing was assess, assess what's going on in your life, right? Assess your, your health, assess your wealth, your career, you know, your, your, um, your conditions of life. And, and so check on that. And, and find out, are, are you doing things that are really setting you right on the course of happiness, of, of your morals, of your ethics? Are, 
check in with that. And so that is something that I think we learned maybe the first course that I now do all the time. Like once a month, I sit down and I kind of reassess and I find out, um, you know, like lately haven't been doing great on the fitness, mm. got to do that. And it's always a learning curve, right? Like you always are going to be doing better and not so good, but the ability to remind yourself to schedule this check-in, another really great thing I learned right away was the scheduling. Mm. So I'm a big, uh, uh, I'm a big scheduler, mm. not a big follower of the schedule yeah. until I took this course and I learned how important it was to kind of cut out those times and cut out the time to work within your schedule. Before it was just meetings, this, this, oh, I'm free here, oh, I'm free here. But I didn't have, you know, those times where I would actually focus on the work. And mm. so that was really great. And then um, the other good thing right away was the communication piece. And, and this working in government is so important um, that when you get emails and you're on these email threads, right, that just go on forever. <laughs> and it's because nobody's making, you know, the ask. No, no one's starting mm. that transaction. And so what I learned so great here that I use all the time is that when someone says, hey, let's have a meeting, you respond with dates and times. Mm. And so that way it's not like, oh, a Thursday's good. Oh, Thursday in the afternoon. No, Thursday in the morning. And you kind of have to do this whole thing. It's right there and and you, you know, accept a client counter and you get that kind of going. And that has been helpful as well as responding quickly to people. Wow. So Gov government responding quickly to people. I know. OK, it's well, happening. <laughs> we're we're going to hold you to that. Uh, if we get any emails from Ventura, yeah. we're going to make sure we forward. Well, them if you get them from me. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll ask this because there's something that you said earlier and I want to just uh, highlight it really quickly. As you heard, we talk a little bit about the transactional personalities. And you said at the beginning you were a performer, mm -hmm. but you found yourself in a producer role. Can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about what you learned about those two roles and maybe a little bit of uh, kind of speculation on what you learned about those during the Fundamentals of Transaction program and how that adjusted how you saw some of the work that you do, going from a performer to a producer and then back to, hey, no, maybe I'm a performer. Yeah. So, um just when when I look at my past, um, and actually when I started this course, I thought I was a producer. Okay. Um, I hadn't yet realized um, that I was ignoring all the signs and trying to be somebody I was, or someone that I kind of was, but it isn't my my main kind of trait. And so, um, you know, through through my work with Downtime and our partners as their deputy director, really did a lot of this performing. Um, brought a bunch of events in, was really creating, selling, having a good time, being that personable um, personality within everything, and then moving into a strictly kind of workhorse mode mm. where um, there, were, there were things that we needed to do. And it wasn't so much me going out and being the face of what was happening, but it was actually making all of those steps to get it done yeah. and, uh, and creating those projects. And and not knowing that there were other people who had strengths that I could rely on to help me kind of finalize these thoughts, but taking it all on my own, I was just the, the one person of the safe and clean team. So it was all me. And so I thought like, I have to do all of this stuff. Mm. And so I set out and I did it and I was just a workhorse and I didn't have, um, I worked weekends, I worked nights, I responded to people all the time. I was emailing people all the time and it was, it was a lot, right? Your body language just starts stressing out as you start to talk about that. And that uh, just for those of you that aren't familiar with the transactional personalities, we'll actually put a link 
to the transactional personalities yeah. into the blog so you can kind of see everything. And you'll find that the producer is uh, oriented to tasks. They like to do things. Uh, objectivists mm -hmm. is a worldview. Uh, performers are more the constructivists, talking, people-oriented. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that shift between tasks to people helped you adjust a little bit and kind of how you saw your role, saw what you were doing, helped you kind of include more people is what I'm hearing? Yeah, so so I was the big taskmaster, right? Okay. I made those lists. I lived off the list. I had to write them down and I loved crossing things off. Mm. Um, and so that's what made me think when I was reading about producers, like, oh, that that's me. I love those lists. I love kind of that structure. Um, and then as, as I was learning more and I was, and I was reading and, and thinking like, no, but I really like people. Like mm. I really like the engagement process. Yeah, the fun. I really like yeah. the riffing off. I really, um, I want to be that face. And then when I would strive for it, when I'd go out and I'd see people, it was like, oh, people. And then I quickly realized like, you're a theater major, Meredith. Like you're like, why you did doing? you even think? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Come on, Meredith. Let's get back to your roots. <laughs> so um, good. And so, um, and I think you knew this already about me. Um, and I think probably, I think uh, Marty had mentioned it too. Like uh, it's very obvious that I, I'm comfortable being in front of people and I love being the center of attention and I will take it as I can get yeah. it. Um, but I also, um, really want to do well right yeah. and so that's the producer kind of part of me and kind so move into that. um great so you kind of have to honor both yeah but so much happier when you figure out who you really are because you can lean into it and you can know how your success is and then in the role of kind of the performer i am more able to kind of build a team of people kind of sell it talk to people get them comfortable with me so that way when we're actually working together which in government you you know everybody has their own expertise within there everybody really wants to do things on their own to show that they're super competent though right Good. so so we we want to prove ourselves by being able to do it but one of the things i learned in the course is that that's not that's not the best way about going it. The stronger people ask for help and the stronger people can rely on other people's expertise in order to have a more uh, fulfilled product, a, a better thing. And so learning that through um, the Fundamentals of Transaction um, course was probably one of the most valuable things because now I can I can see people and I can talk to them have them feel comfortable because I am leaning into my my performer mm -hmm. and and really realize how we can work together. Whereas before, oh man, um, one of the things that I always and sometimes I still struggle with is that I'm doing so much work. Yeah. Why am I having to put in all this effort? Why are these other people who are dealing with me putting in the amount of effort? Like, why isn't that matched? And and before taking this course, that was a big bone of contention for me mm. um, because I would work with other really strong-willed people, mm -hmm. and uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't gel, and I couldn't make them like me, and that was a hard thing for me to swallow. Wow. And and then a bit of me was like, well, why don't they care if I like them? Why aren't they doing the work? Uh, <laughs> then taking this course realized you know it's so much easier to just learn a little bit put in that work learn about the different personalities learn what makes people tick learn what makes them set them off learn how you can better communicate 
And then, yeah, you're putting in that extra work on the front end, but it makes your life so much better. That's so great. And so that is, uh, especially again, government, a lot of strong personalities. Mm -hmm. So um, being able to identify quickly mm. and and kind of bring people in as a full team is, is so valuable. Really valuable. I'm, I'm going to park on this for a second because sure. I think it's so valuable, but I'm going to stop and say, if you're at home and you understand the transactional personalities and you didn't think that Meredith was a performer before I, I said 12 words on this podcast, you, you are clearly a performer and this is perfect. This is like a dream for interviewers, just so you know. I'm going to start with just asking about cooperation versus this competition. And, and bringing up this um, before we get to the final phase where we're what happened after mm -hmm. Fundamentals of Transaction. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny to me because I've heard a lot of our clients are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They're in the business world, in the for-profit world. And there's a difference between government and kind of that, what's the other way to say it? Government versus um, public? public. Yeah, but so public sector versus mm -hmm. government. And sometimes I've heard, hey, well, it's different. But I've always been under the impression that all business, no matter if it's B2B, B2C, what, whatever it is, is P2P, people to people, peer to peer. And you actually kind of reaffirmed that in me by a letter you sent me a while back. But I'd like to hear from you in your own words what it's like in government, uh, kind of the contrast between working with people in government and working with people in the private sector, public sector versus private sector. Is there much of a difference? And in your role and what you're talking about with the personalities, a little bit of the contrast there. And if there is no difference, then I will accept completely because that will be great for me. So thoughts on that? Uh, that's a great question. And my mind's going in a bunch of different areas. Um, so I think probably within, within the government, you're dealing... Um, so the, the public generally distrusts government, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we also haven't done a great job in in showing that um, that cohesion of, of a team. And, and we're really working towards that now in the city of Ventura. It's closer to that than, than that's ever been. But everybody has their different expertise. And everybody's used to be called, you know, working in your own silos. And I'm sure that happens in companies everywhere. But you, you work in your own silo. And that kind of com cross communication didn't always happen. That That's happening now. And it's only going to continue and to be greater within the city as we continue to communicate and rely on each other and continue asking each other for help. And, and so that is changing. The perception of it in the public side, I don't think it's it's totally been seen yet. So that's on us to continue that. But as I um, work with my colleagues, a lot of what that is, is the base of trust. And so within um the city and how how we interact in government now that trust i feel like is there and so we all um we all know what we're really good at and people lean on you for that but you can also push back and you can also kind of have that and feel safe in that when the public is calling you and when you're working with the public they are calling you as a resource so it's not as much as a easy kind of conversation problem solving that we do in and with our colleagues it's more of a give me the list how can you help me and so working within that and then building the relationship while providing that support is uh is really important 
And so as you're hearing the different needs from the different people, it is really listening, responding, and helping. And um, another one of the things is you want to surround yourself with people who, um, who are successful who are doing really well. And I think that that's something that that I do within the city. I'm always trying to strive to make new friends and to learn different things. And then also consciously understanding that when I'm talking to the public, that I am able to provide something, I'm able to help, and that I am also that kind of lifeline for them. And so understanding that and working towards that, I think is... Um, it's important. Did that answer your question? It did. Or is that it was going really weird? good. No, it was okay. really good. I'm going to, I'm going to pick apart a couple things. So back to the cooperation collaboration thing. So it sounds like really, it doesn't change that much depending on the business because people are people from mm-hmm. what you were saying, but really uh, when, when we talk about silos and that's something that I think many people have probably heard government works in silos, the idea of going across to a different department and actually building a relationship. It sounds like in many cases in government, that could be a foreign um, mm-hmm. concept. And, and from your experience, uh, this has bridged that gap, it sounds like. How, how so? How has it kind of changed how you communicate? If you've been a, a people person your whole life, how did Influential You help you communicate even better with other people in other departments? Yeah. So um, one of the great things, and you mentioned it kind of as as a as a through line, is that it's it's cooperation, not competition. So that's the same thing as thinking like, um, oh, I can do it all on my own. I've got this. When it's really no, it's better when you're when you're working as a team when you're bringing in those other expertise. And so that's something that I quickly learned. Um, you know, coming into a, a role, you want to do your best and you want to show off and you want to prove yourself. And so that competition's in you, whether whether you're owning it or not, it's there. You, you're wanting to prove yourself, and so you're doing as much as you can. And then realizing that that then just makes your life so much harder because you are doing things that you don't really know what you're doing. Um, You're not bringing in the best minds. And so maybe you are completing a project and it gets done, but could it have been done quicker? Could it have been done better? Yeah. Yeah, it could have if you relied and you cooperated with your team. And so for me, that was really big to learn here um, that I could then go off and I could ask questions. And, and when you're asking somebody else a question of how to do something, they feel legitimized too. Like, mm. like, yeah, you're owning up to my knowledge here. You're relying on my specialized knowledge. And so being able to have that cooperation um, really delivers a better product and provides a better service to our community. Wow. And it's, so it's, a, it's almost like a compound effect kind of yeah. filters down, not just from department, department, but city to, you know, people seeing mm-hmm. the city for the first time. That's wonderful. I'm going to probably move you to the next part, but I, I want to really kind of hammer this last part home about the different transactional personalities. And if you're not familiar with these, if this is something new, just know every couple of weeks, you're actually, com- you can probably find on here an, an invitation to our superpower webinar. And I get to lead that with Drew Knowles. It's a lot of fun, our vice president. And we basically just go over the transactional personalities, the worldviews that people hold, and some of the tendencies that they tend to have with their superpower and their kryptonite. And here is where hopefully your studying kicks in. I'm going to do a rapid fire quiz Uh and just see how you do. Are you ready? Oh, geez. Okay. How do you know if someone's an inventor? Yeah, how do you just how do you do it when they come up with an idea? Okay, and that's you just go okay, they're idea oriented, and that's yeah, how I'm so, see it. Yeah, so when someone when someone's talking and they're kind of more the idea person. Okay, 
And that's how you get, yeah. okay, how do you tell if someone's a judge? Like, I, I just know this person's a judge. Super skeptical. Super skeptical. Super skeptical, kind of cranky, kind of. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. That, that's how I see it. All right. It's not always, but for me, the the judges that I usually uh, work with, they're they're skeptical and, and they they're kind of always um, devil's advocating okay. your ideas. We'll say willing to confront, just for my uh, judge Daryl, because I love you. All right, and then <laughs> let's go with okay. How would you get a producer to be on your team? So I would get a producer to be on the team by um, by asking them how they think the the kind of the schedule and the task should be. Okay. So so um, performer um, coming in talking to a producer, really relying on their expertise of how um, and, and seeing how they're kind of compartmentalizing okay. the idea. Um, and if I can see them like starting to write things down in columns. Producer. Okay, and if you if you were to sell me another Christmas tree, yes, um, and you know that you're working with a performer, what would you have done differently? I would have told you about the spectacle <laughs> that that would come along with it, and your ability to MC the event. Oh my goodness! Well, I'm interested now. That's yeah. very good, Meredith yeah. Hart. Fantastic. <laughs> now we're going to talk a little bit about after fundamentals of transactions. So. Mm -hmm. You complete the fundamentals of the transaction, and actually, in the middle of it, mm -hmm. you got yourself the promotion or the the move over to economic manager, economic development manager. Yeah, and you did it because you proved fitness. Uh, so, tell us a little bit to what the extent that you can. What mm -hmm. did you do in order to get that promotion? Because I've been told in government, it doesn't matter what you do, you're not getting promoted. And I know that sounds funny, but that's what I hear over and over from people in government. Oh, I'm on mm -hmm. salary. Oh, you, there's no way I'm going to get a promotion, mm -hmm. and yet. Here is you <laughs> getting a promotion. So tell us about that story. Yeah. So, um, so I I was in a in a meeting. So we had just learned in the class, and, and uh, there was something that happened in the course. It was one where you kind of you learn. Someone's making an offer, right? And you have your choice to accept the offer, to decline the offer, or you're going to counter it, right? Those are pretty simple things, but you don't always think about it in that way, right? Mm. So sometimes you let things linger. Sometimes you don't really um, respond quickly or you are kind of tentative about things, but that doesn't get things going and it doesn't get people to respect you and to honor you and your brain when you're kind of wishy-washy through life, right? And so um, we had had a coffee that was talking, we were talking about something else and you're like, well, you can just accept a client or counter, Meredith. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, oh my gosh. That's right. And it just, and it clicked for me. And I don't know if it was a meeting right after that, where I hopped back to city hall and we had a meeting or if it was the next day, but it was very close to that. So it was fresh in my mind. Um, that, but you, I mean, also knowing that you, you just don't decline everything, right? You like, you got, you got to be smart yeah. about it and, and you, you, you've got to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so also knowing that while I have to do that sparingly, that people respect your opinions when when you are able to properly communicate like that. So we had a big team meeting and we were talking about different things and, and someone of um, in a kind of like higher ecology, someone with more power than myself said something. And I just said, you know, I decline that. And I said, why? And then afterwards, my heart was in my throat. I was like, that's it. This is what did you do? How did you do that? Um, and I didn't listen to the rest of the meeting. I was just like, 
that, that felt good. I feel powerful. Mm. I feel energized, but I'm also scared. Mm. Like, oh, geez. Um, so then after, after that meeting, um, I'm fired up. I get heated. Um, another thing learning the course, biological response. Good. You get heated, feel it, own it, honor it. Don't let it control you. <laughs> Good. Performers. And, yeah. And, and so that's something People. I really had to learn. And I learned in this course, right? When before I would get heated, I would let off. And now knowing that I have control of that and it's important. So I go to one of my coworkers who I'm allowed to get heated with. And I'm just like, Good. oh my gosh, this is, I can't believe it. And then I get a phone call saying, can you come into my office? Uh-oh. And I'm like, that's it. I've done it. Uh, and I go into the office and I'm told that, you know, what you said made us think about you in a certain way that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have thought about you. I mean, the, the ability that you have to speak your mind and to be strong willed and to essentially push back on someone that most people probably wouldn't, um, them learning that I had that skill made them think of me because the economic development manager position was open. And so at that day, because of how I represented myself in that meeting, because of what I learned from Influential You, I was offered an interim position. And then um, I think I texted everybody on, in the group. I was so like, I worked, it worked. Look, I did it the first time. Look what happened. And you haven't you haven't had to disagree with a single person since. No, no, it's just gravy. <laughs> um, but really, and, and you know, and worked through it and uh, worked on kind of what, what my goals are. And because yeah. knowing boundaries, understanding those kind of aims in life, just having a kid, having a kid and being around my family, super important. That's going to take precedent. So I told them that. And I said, hey, I am probably not going to answer phone calls on the weekend unless it's an emergency. I'm not going to be emailing you and texting you late at night. If I have to work a late night, I'm going to come in later in the morning because I want to have that connection with my child. And being able, being confident to say that because I knew who, what I wanted mm. from this course, you know, you write it, you figure it out. Um, I knew that family was the number one most important thing to me and it was fine. Great. Okay. No problem. And, and we're sticking to those boundaries and I, and I got the position. Um, so no longer interim, but permanent. And it's been great. And I'm, I'm so thankful, you know, moving from a five figure salary to a six figure salary, um, yeah. you guys all say that, that it, that it happens and the way that it happened so quickly for me, just tweaking your brain a little bit, uh, to decline. Yeah. Just, just, a, just a simple decline. Oh, that's, that's not so, Yeah. but that is the scariest thing for many times for performers. That can be mm -hmm. the scariest thing to do. And so I, I applaud your bravery. Congratulations. Yeah. Now we'll get to the, what happened after the program. So you completed the program about six months ago or so um yeah. and uh, the the entry-level fundamentals transaction mm -hmm. program you're now an alumni mm -hmm. and you're um coming to the conference which we're really excited mm -hmm. for uh now tell me a little bit about what has happened since then what is still going on for you how is it affecting your day-to-day -day? What, what's better in your world because of the fundamentals of transaction program so what absolutely what's better in my world is being able to to create those teams so mm. so being being in a manager role having some big projects knowing who to rely on when to rely on and how to really brainstorm things getting everybody in to brainstorm so that way you know if, if you have a judge with you and you're coming up with an idea they're gonna they're gonna find those holes that you didn't think of they're gonna bring it up and then it is going to make things so much better 
because when you actually present that to somebody, to counsel, to whomever, to the public, um, you've already gone through the kind of the course of, of what could be brought up and you have those answers and you're prepared. And so I think that is a great thing that I've learned. Again, the scheduling thing, responding to people quickly, um, communicating, being that leaning into myself as a performer, knowing what my strong skills are, also knowing what my weaknesses are. So I know when I'm falling into those traps and being able to check myself, doing those kind of check-ins, understanding, following where I am, where I'm going, are my aims being fulfilled, you know, all of that stuff and, and paying attention to that when before you just, I just existed, mm. right? I was just working. Just I was just job. being. Just showed up. Yeah. Need coffee. Yeah. For, yeah, you start with the coffee, you do your emails, maybe you get sucked over here, you do this. But now it's like you've got your schedule and you know that you're going to have to do this. And and that's just it's just made things so much more digestible in life, mm. which is a funny word. But it, it nothing seems overwhelming really wow. anymore because you know that there's there's people you can rely on and there's ways that you can kind of chop it into to pieces. And so um I can't talk talk enough about how much it's been great for me to really to to think in these different ways and how um, you know it, it helps the family life. Yeah, it helps it helps with with saving and really um, you put you put checks on yourself when before it was easy to kind of be like oh well I didn't do that eh. and now it's like well no if if you want to get here if you want to continue to be successful if you want to work. Um, you know, smarter, not harder, whatever your, your, your little, um, quote is, you have to keep checking yourself and you have to keep working towards it. And mm -hmm. that's really the goal, right? Is to be able to, to do what you love, to work hard, but then also have that support. So you don't have to do everything, but you're still reaping the benefits. And for me, that benefit isn't because I'm not the entrepreneur. It's not just you know, money and selling and success, but it's really for me giving back to my community and building a strong city that stays in its character, but also has the ability to grow and continue to be a really vibrant and cool place. Oh man, that, this is my economic development manager, Meredith Hart for the city of Ventura, <laughs> selling influential you better than I ever have. Uh, boy, John is watching right now. John, please let me keep my job. Um, <laughs> Meredith, uh, we give everyone a soapbox moment. Mm. And uh, I know that we talked a lot about cooperation today. We talked a lot about government. We talked a lot about, you know, kind of how you move and navigated things. A soapbox moment for you, something that, hey, man, um, I really think this needs to get out. Maybe it's in your career. Maybe it's in the world. Something, uh, some advice, something maybe you learned from the program. But your kind of soapbox moment to kind of do your preaching and, and, and sit on the street corner and yell at some people. Uh, what would be your soapbox moment? You know, there, there's so much. And um, I, I really think it ties back to um, the cooperation instead of competition. I think that the moment that you can release your ego, the moment that you cannot feel like you have to be everything and that you have to be better and you have to prove yourself and you have to do, if someone's doing the 10, you've got to do the 15, right? You like if, if you can start thinking about your relationships 
even with just people you're passing by and, and not judging, right? And, and the competition can come everywhere from like looks, right? You're walking down the street, you see someone and you're like, oh, I need to, I need to work out more or I need to do this or if I want to be like that, I need to. And while some healthy competition is good, right? It keeps you striving. Um, when you are actually working and when you're focusing on your life and your success and your legacy and how you're going to be successful and have people perceive you, you want to be that person who is the link. You want to be that person who is the helper, who is working and encouraging rather than stepping on other people to get to the top. And if you think about that as people who are just calling you, people you're talking to the public, everybody's just surviving. And so if you can be that good point in their life, in that moment, in that day, in that instance, whatever it is, always strive to be that. Oh, so good. Now I'm ready to go back to work and it's really good because <laughs> I need to. Uh, Meredith Hart, everyone from the city of Ventura, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Here's, here's a little bit of what I heard. I heard there's a lot of accurate thinking going on. There's a lot of understanding, hey, when do I need to step up and when do I need to let my team step up and understanding how to use your peopling skills in order to get further ahead and also maybe take some of the labor off of you and let your team do what they're really good at. Second thing that I really heard and I really loved was your ability to decline. And I hear it all the time and people, oh, I can't say no, I can't decline my boss. I, well, it's actually better for the business and in your uh, world, the government and in your world, the city, if you do decline powerfully, when you know, hey, that is not so, we need to fix that. And Meredith, uh, this has been just wonderful hearing how you've taken your silos and made it full so that everybody can share and all that. And I, I just appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast today. So thank you very much for coming. Well, thank you for having me. Thank wonderful. you for everything. Oh, it's so much fun. And it's so much fun to do this with you every week. Uh, next week, I'm really excited because we're going to be speaking with Dr. Gary Ward. He's a family physician and lead faculty member at Influential U from Perth, Australia. You won't want to miss this episode. He is one of my favorite human beings. He is the doctor to the stars. You'll want to be here for John Patterson and Gary Ward, Dr. Gary Ward. Thank you so much for joining us today. Each week we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and wherever you can get fine podcasts. If you are the type of person that leaves reviews, we'd like them. So please go ahead and leave those. We cannot get better without your feedback. And we really want that. So if you could go ahead and leave us a review there, that would mean a lot to us. And you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that does podcasts. Check out our show notes for anything that was mentioned by our guests today, uh, special downloads that we talked about in today's episode. And this podcast is made possible by the influential youth staff, mentors, and members all around the world. A special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, with video and sound by Michael Teehee and Daryl Anderley. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology, LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on July 6th. Is that right? 2022. The podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, you know I'm going to ask again. I ask that you please go and do so on iTunes or your podcast app and let us know what you think. It means more than you know. And we will see you next week for our next episode of the Influential You Podcast.